You're listening to Leverage. To Leverage. To Leverage. An ASA Studios production. Welcome to Leverage, ASA's podcast on the politics of aging. Today we're talking about loneliness. Loneliness is a public health issue that I'm sure you've been hearing a lot more about since the pandemic began. I know I have. Research shows that over one third of adults experience loneliness. And as we age, we know that loneliness can increase our risk of very serious health issues like dementia and stroke and mental health conditions. But the good news is we know that there are programs that can decrease loneliness and isolation. And these programs are, gro- go- these programs are growing. Many of such programs are led by ASA members, some of you who are listening. We heard a lot about this at our recent On Aging conference, and we had an entire issue of our Generations Journal uh, on preventing social isolation and loneliness. You can find links to that in our show notes. We know that a lot of these programs are successful and make a real difference in people's lives. But what about policy solutions? Can we tackle loneliness through policy? And is loneliness even a policy issue in the first place? I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, Danine Sacconi, who's going to talk through all of this with us. Danine is the policy and advocacy lead for the Coalition to End Social Isolation and Loneliness. Danine, thank you so much and welcome to Leverage. Thank you. I'm really uh, happy to be here and to have the opportunity to share the important work uh, the coalition is doing with respect to loneliness. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. So tell me a little bit about the coalition. Um, What are y'all up to? Yeah, absolutely. So the Coalition to End Social Isolation and Loneliness was founded in 2018. Um, Our mission is to engage diverse stakeholders such as Humana, Eventbrite, Meals on Wheels, United Healthcare and PICS Health, who represent the gamut of efforts needed to effectively address social isolation and loneliness. Mm -hmm. Our mission is also to increase public awareness, promote innovative research, and advocate for policy change that combats the adverse consequences of social isolation and loneliness, Mm -hmm. and advances approaches that improve social connectedness for all Americans. Essentially, We want to see a society where all Americans have the opportunities and supports necessary to be socially engaged. Yeah, that's a great mission. Such an important coalition. So let's let's start from the beginning. Why should we be thinking about loneliness as a policy issue? It's not our typical framing. Understood. So I want to start off by saying social isolation and loneliness are absolutely a policy issue (laughs) because they touch on every aspect of someone's life and or participation in their community and society. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean. So when we think about social isolation, we define that as objectively having few social relationships or infrequent social contact. Loneliness, however, is more of a subjective, distressing feeling of a lack of connection to other people mm-hmm. with the desire for more satisfying social relationships. Social connection or lack of social connection is actually a social determinant of health that can lead to positive or negative physical, emotional, and or mental health outcomes. The coalition supports the social framework, which is actually led by the Foundation for Social Connection as a foundational policy lever. So social actually stands for Systems of cross-sector integration and action across the lifespan. Okay. 
And this framework aims to facilitate and accelerate progress toward a society that values social connectedness across the lifespan and in all societal domains. Mm -hmm. The framework has four main components that guides us in understanding, one, the level of impact, which sector is involved, two, three, how to collaborate across sectors, and four, highlights themes that are present throughout. In other words, the framework illustrates the intersectionality of several factors relevant to health and illustrates how every sector of society can potentially contribute to risk and or protection via actions and policies that limit or facilitate social connection. Mm -hmm. And this is particularly vital to the health and well-being of older Americans. And here's what I mean by that. You talked about the current COVID-19 pandemic earlier. When we look at the impact of the pandemic, we see large increases, unfortunately, in social isolation and loneliness. The increase in loneliness is up to 86% for males versus 63% pre-pandemic. 70% yeah, for females versus 58% pre-pandemic. And for boomers, loneliness increased 72% versus 50% pre-pandemic. We also see a significant increase in Americans reporting serious mental distress. Mm -hmm. In particular, for older Americans, it jumped from 2% to 9%. This statistic is alarming, especially for those older adults who have higher levels of psychological frailty to begin with. Sure. So when we talk about social isolation and loneliness, we would be remiss to ignore and not address or try to even mitigate the adverse health effects the lack of social connection can have on one's health. Mm -hmm. Having greater social connection helps to prevent many of the negative mental and physical health outcomes. For instance, in older adults under 70 years of age, we found that untreated hearing loss has been associated with greater social isolation. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, we know that Medicare spends 6.7 billion annually as a result of individuals being socially isolated. So again, I'll just um, end this by saying, we definitely believe that social isolation and loneliness are important policy issues um, and action is required now. Yeah, I mean, I you make a very strong case for that. I, I, especially given, you know, you, you mentioned the connection between hearing health, between social connection, between dementia and with our healthcare spending growing at the rate it's growing, it just makes sense to think about all of the ways that we can improve health socially, health-wise, all of it together. It just makes sense. So During Global Loneliness Awareness Week, which is coming up, uh, it's the week of June 13th and 17th, um, the Coalition to End Social Isolation and Loneliness is hosting an in-person policy discussion on Capitol Hill. Yes. And um, that is uh, a lead up to a virtual advocacy day on June 16th. So I'm curious to learn more about these events and maybe some of the goals. Absolutely. I am more than happy to share that. So we want to use these events to amplify the coalition's message that the time to act is now. And we urge Congress to introduce comprehensive bipartisan legislation aimed at enhancing connection and preventing social isolation and loneliness for all Americans. Mm -hmm. We know there are currently several pieces of mental health 
mental and behavioral health legislation that can address social isolation and loneliness. And we support all those efforts because we believe investing in mental health services, uh, given its impact on social isolation and loneliness is important and vice versa, the impact social isolation and loneliness can have on mental health uh, disorders. But we recognize there are other policy levers we want policymakers to use and think about as we address the whole person, because we look at tackling the issue of social isolation and loneliness as a whole person approach. And with that, I mean, some other policy levers we've recognized or identified are establishing a nationally coordinated response to address social isolation and loneliness, which includes supporting international efforts addressing a broader range of social determinants of health, directing public health funding to states for youth, Mm. looking at the schools, directing public health funding to local communities, um, awarding grants or funding to community-based nonprofit organizations to do screening and um, identifying those individuals who may be at risk for social isolation and loneliness, directing funding for public health research on social connection, social isolation, and loneliness, authorizing a government accountability office study, and there are also specified appropriations we have. For example, the Administration for Community Living's uh, Commit to Connect Mm -hmm. initiative, um, securing and reauthorizing funding to continue efforts uh, such as that. So those are kind of the policy goals and aims we're thinking about when we are um, promoting um, our advocacy message um, in a couple of weeks on the Hill. And we're really excited about um, the members we have that are going to be, you know, joining us in person and virtually in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's great. There's an in-person and virtual component. Yeah, correct. Makes a difference these days. How can ASA's members get involved and join in the fight to end loneliness through policy actions? Great question. Um, Thank you. So ASA members can actually schedule meetings with their federally elected officials to urge them to pass bipartisan legislation that includes the list of priorities I just mentioned. ASA members can also reach out to their state legislatures to ensure older Americans in their community have not only the investments, but the infrastructure to address social isolation and loneliness and to encourage social connectedness. And so what I would like to say that if anyone's interested in reading more about our 2022 public policy agenda, please visit our website, endsocialisolation.org slash virtual hyphen advocacy hyphen day. And if anyone is interested in learning more about our work and how to join us, please reach out to us at info at endsocialisolation.org. That's great. I took a look at the Virtual Advocacy Day page. There's lots of resources on there. There's tips for coordinating meetings, leave behinds, steps for meeting with lawmakers, really great resources that our members can use. Um, And we'll link to that in the show notes too. So if you're listening, be sure to click on the show notes um, on our webpage and you'll get links to all of these pages. Well, Deneen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, We wish you lots of luck and a very productive um, advocacy day. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. My pleasure. And again, I, I will say you will continue to hear about the coalition and the, the work we do. Um, so if anyone's interested, please do not hesitate to contact us. Fantastic. Yep. We will look forward to amplifying your message.